Alright, good morning to you. Ken, don't worry, we're going to get you home in time next Saturday, alright? So, uh, Ken turns into a pumpkin at 10 o'clock, so we'll, we'll get you home, alright? That's right, that's right. We didn't mention this for prayer, but my uh, Natalie is sick. And I know she's in the bulletin, I think, or we're scheduled to sing. And she has a stomach bug, a flu. And um, I told her she had a bad turkey, maybe. I don't know. But she's got the bug. And this morning, um, we thought we'd have a trio that would sing. So uh, Dr. E and myself and Wes, we practiced. <laughs> it didn't go very well, so we're... We threw that in the can. We need about 30, all right? <laughs> Will you pay to hear that? All right. Hey, you tell Dr. E that, you may get it, okay? We can pass the plate, you may get that. Oh, he has a great voice. He just tears it up getting it out, I think, so... Anyway, today is a uh, great day. We have a great passage. And so look in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Today we look at the call of Isaiah. Last week we looked at Isaiah chapter 1 and that tremendous verse on cleansing in chapter 1 verse 18. But Isaiah begins his ministry here in chapter 6. We find that Isaiah came at a very turbulent time. In fact, when times are depressing, we need a look up for the down look that we've got. Sometimes I see the people of God walking around with their head down. And I want to say, look up brother, look up. Dr. W.A. Criswell wrote a book years ago and it was entitled, Look Up, Brother. And that's what Isaiah did. Now, probably no one here today can do this. I always say that and someone later says, well, I can. But probably no one here today can name the different times, in fact there were eight different times in U.S. history where a president died in office. Eight different times. Can anyone name all eight? I can Google it. <laughs> That's not fair. We don't want to hear from Google Gal or from Siri. Eight different times. William Henry Harrison, president elected in 1840, he served 31 days in office. Died of pneumonia. In fact, an interesting story. He wanted to show how macho he was, so he didn't wear a top coat at the inaugural. Caught pneumonia, died 31 days. Zachary Taylor, 1848 elected then, served 491 days, died of some gastral disease. 
Abraham Lincoln. Of course, we know elected twice, 1860-1864, assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. James A. Garfield, 20th President, elected in 1880, served 199 days, was assassinated. 25th President, William McKinley, again assassinated. Warren G. Harding, a heart attack, died in office. Franklin D. Roosevelt, died of a cerebral hemorrhage. And then John F. Kennedy, died from the assassin's bullet. So, eight different times. And when you look at those eight different times, the country was thrown in a turmoil when that happened. And so what we find in Isaiah chapter 6 is that the nation was thrown in a turmoil when the king died. You find in Isaiah chapter 6 verse number 1, In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of His robe filling the temple. So, Isaiah the prophet becomes the prophet when the king died. Boy, can you imagine the turmoil that must have been going on in Israel. As you look at Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 1, we looked at this last week, but in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1, you find the list of the one, two, three, four kings that Isaiah prophesied under. Of course, Uzziah being the first in the year that he died. Isaiah was the prophet uh, that really came after this king died. And he had a very uh, disturbing life, King Uzziah. In fact, because of his sin, there was the plague of leprosy that was on this king of Judah. Disobedience, especially in leadership, is a very dangerous thing. We find that Uzziah led the people of God down a wrong path. Israel and Judah always had trouble with one particular sin. Idol worship. Isn't it funny that they would always try to carve or make a God that they could bow down and worship. America has done the very same thing. That God is greed. That God is lust. That God is many things in America. We have done the very same thing. And so, because of Uzziah's sin, God reached down, got a hold of young Isaiah. And Isaiah became the prophet. Uzziah had reigned 52 years. Can you imagine having a king for 52 years? Can you imagine having a president for 52 years? Now, I ain't going there. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
I, I saw the news reports about Fidel Castro and how that president after president tried to uh, overthrow him and tried to uh, plant the seed of revolution and Castro outlasted. I mean, what was it, like eight or so? It, it was nine, it was several presidents that he had simply outlasted. And so, Uzziah, 52 years, and he's gone. The nation in turmoil. They didn't know where to turn. And so, Isaiah, God called him because Isaiah said, don't look down, don't look around, look up and see the Lord. And that's what Isaiah did. We are in transition in America. President Barack Obama will soon leave office. President-elect Donald J. Trump will come into office. During a transition time, what does the country need to do? During a transition time, what, what do we as a people of God need to do? We need to do the same three things that Isaiah did. And so we're going to look at these today. Number one, we need to see what Isaiah saw. Oh, do you, do you find this here in verse number one? I saw the Lord. Woo! Boy, he saw the Lord. You see, Isaiah looked up and he got a picture of God. He got a, a picture not of Uzziah, but he saw another king. He saw God there in heaven. He saw God's position. Verse number 1 says, God was sitting on a throne. Aren't you glad that God is on the throne? Aren't you glad that we can't vote Him out? Because we didn't vote Him in. Aren't you glad that He cannot be impeached? He cannot be succeeded. God is on the throne. Years ago, I heard the old African-American preacher, S.M. Lockridge. Shadrach, Meshach, Lockridge. Great African-American preacher. He was preaching one time about God not being dead. He said, I know God isn't dead because I'm a member of the family and no one notified me. I love it. He said, I know God isn't dead because what coroner did they call? Who did the autopsy on him? Oh, I tell you, God's alive and well. He's on the throne. On the throne. Second Corinthians is a great book about going through tribulation. In chapter 4, verse 17 of 2 Corinthians, it says, Our temporary minor problems are producing an eternal stockpile of glory 
For us, that is far beyond all comparison. That, that verse says, this world is temporary. I got so excited last week on Tuesday. I, I was here at the prayer meeting that we had at church and I walked into Boyce Chapel and I saw folks that had gathered. I looked in the back and I saw Fox News. And I, I saw another TV station. I thought, God, today we're going to give you a headline. God, today you're going to see your people praying. And that, that's exactly what happened. This world, we need to understand, is passing away. But God is on the throne. Now Isaiah, he saw another thing. He saw God's personality. God's personality. Isaiah chapter 6, and in verse number 2, Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And notice in verse 3, and one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. What is the personality of God? Well, it's holy. That's, that's what it is. God is holy. God is totally incapable of not being holy. One angel cried out, Holy! The other angel cried, holy. And a third, holy. The whole realm of heaven declares the holiness of God. God is holy in His personality. There is no one on earth that has the holiness, the purity that God does. Book of James, chapter 1, verse 17. It says, every good thing given... And every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. God doesn't variate, change. God does not change His color according to times. God is always holy. We serve a holy God. When God invades a sinful man. When God comes into a life, God brings His personality into that life. You know, when you, uh, when you get married, I know all the married folks know this, when you get married, two become one. You're joined together. I mean, when you get married, your personalities blend together. I know that uh, when Pam and I got married, our personalities merged together. I've, I've seen people that have been married 50 or 60 years, and believe it or not, they even start to look alike. <laughs> they do. They do. I've seen ugly men get prettier. I, I've seen... <laughs> Praise the Lord, it usually goes... The good way, alright? Not, not the bad way. But when God invades a life, when Christ 
comes into a life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creature. The old things have died and new things have come. It's because of the invasion of the Holy Spirit into a life. Man, one of my favorite things to do is to baptize someone. Man, I'd, I'd pay money to baptize someone. When I get in that water and I put my hand on someone, I say, because Christ lives and reigns in your life, you're buried in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Well, he also saw the presence of God. Look, look at verse number 4. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of Him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. He saw God's presence. The house was filled with smoke. That, that is an analogy of the presence of God. Also notice that uh, there was a little earthquake there. Bible says the foundations they they shook. Boy, we we need a shaking of the world today. I heard a about a lady who uh, was in an earthquake out there in California. Of course, anymore there's earthquakes everywhere, right? Do you know last year they had more earthquakes in Oklahoma than they did in California? But this. Little old lady was out there in California and boy, the ground began to shake and she's in a rocking chair just rocking back and forth. Everybody else is trying to find something to get under. She's just rocking back and forth. And they said, Grandma, aren't you scared of this earthquake? She said, I ain't scared a bit. She said, I'm just glad I serve a God who can still shake the world. Amen. Aren't you glad that we have a God that can still shake the world? Well, Isaiah, he saw the Lord. Just a few months, the king, the president, will leave office. A new president will come. Whether you voted for him or not, we need to see what Isaiah saw. Well, a second thing. We also need to sense what Isaiah sensed. I'm glad that uh, when God saves someone, He saves all of them. And even our, our senses are touched by the power of God. Now, look here at verses 5 through 7. In verse number 5, Isaiah sensed his condition. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah sensed his own condition. The Message Bible reads like this in verse 5. I am as good as dead. Isaiah realized that he had a problem called sin. Isaiah realized that in his life, 
there was something so wrong that he said, I am ruined inside. You know, we have a way of taking sin and saying, okay, here are the top three. <laughs> Here's murder, adultery, lying, or maybe stealing, but, but we have a way of rating sin. But you know what God's Word says? It says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter what it is. We are all ruined on the inside. And that's what Isaiah said. I am grateful for churches that have a ministry to those who are, have gone through a terrible, terrible tragedy in their life. Dealing with sin. We've got people in our church that have gone through divorce. And I'm glad the church was there for them. We've got people in our church that have a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. I'm glad the church is there for them. We, we've got people in our church that have a past of drug or alcohol abuse. I am glad that the church is there for them. When it comes right down to it, we are all ruined by something. Well, i got good news. Isaiah also sensed the cleansing of the Lord. Look in verse 6 and 7. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Cleansing. An angel flew. An angel of the Lord came and touched the mouth of Isaiah. And the angel came and, and said, this has touched you and your iniquity, your, your sin is taken away from you. I remember years ago, there was an old song entitled, Burdens Are Lifted at Calvary. Hebrews 9.22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And so, Isaiah, he sensed his condition. But he also sensed the cleansing power of the Lord. Those old Gaithers used to sing, He touched me. And oh, the joy that filled my soul. He touched me. That's what happened to Isaiah. Well, when it comes to a down look that maybe you've got, when you look up, you not only need to see... You not only need to sense, but number three, we need to say what Isaiah said. And that's found here in verse number eight. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. This is Isaiah's call to the ministry. It's Isaiah's Call and acceptance to the ministry. Someone asked me um, not too long ago, they said, uh, 
When God called you to preach, did, uh, did you argue with God? And I said, no, I didn't argue with Him. I said, well, did, did you immediately accept the call? And I said, I sure did. I said, I jumped up off the floor and went to the phone and I called my best friend and I said, God just called me to preach. The next Sunday, I walked down the aisle of the church, I grabbed my pastor by the hand and I said, God just called me to preach. My pastor just passed out right there. <laughs> hit, hit the floor. And then when he woke up, he said, God who? I've done some bad things, man, I tell you. But you know what? When God calls a man, God equips a man. I've got a college degree, seminary degree, I've got all those degrees, but I want to tell you something. I really don't preach or teach any better now than what I did back then when God first called me. The reason why is because when a man's called... He's equipped. He's gifted. Isaiah, as far as I know, didn't go to no cemetery or seminary. <laughs> I got it right the first time, didn't I? But God called him. And God filled him. And God thrilled him with the Word of God. Well, we find that Isaiah said... I'm available. I'm available. Isaiah got his heart clean, and then he got the call. Isaiah said, My downtime is over. I've got the uplook. Not only did Isaiah said, I'm available, he said, I'm agreeable. Well, he was willing to do what God called him to do. Last Monday, I got an assignment saying in staff meeting, and we were talking about church attrition. First of all, I had to look that thing up to see what I was talking about. <laughs> church attrition. They were talking about how that in churches, the front door and the back door. Folks go in the front door and then they go out the back door just a few months later. Church attrition. And so I got an assignment to do some research on that, so I, I did that over the Thanksgiving break. What I determined is that, is that the number one reason why people drop out of churches it's because no one ever told them that it's not what the church can do for you, it's what you can do for the church. No one ever told them that you join a church not to get, but to give. You join a church not just to soak it up, but somebody's got to squeeze it out of you. You take... An old dirty wash rag. And you leave it there full of soapy water all week long. 
that thing begins to sour and stink. It's like a lot of believers, they get to sour and, and, and stinking around here because they're soaking it up. Man, somebody's got to squeeze it out of you. Church attrition. The fact that we've lowered the bar and lowered the bar and lowered the bar that any lost person can jump over it. And so as we raise the bar, people say, I'm committed because I am committed to something. God called me to serve and God's called you to serve. It may be in the prayer ministry like Ruth up there does. It may be singing in the choir for those of us who can sing, alright? It may be in missions. It may be knitting something like old Karen does down here. I shouldn't have said old, alright? <laughs> like young Karen does, alright? <clears throat> but, you know, to play the piano like Cindy does. On and on we could talk about it, but God... God has something for you to do. I heard about a, an old lady in the church, an older lady, and she was saying, I can't get around and do anything, so she said, what I do? I, I get the paper and I read the obituaries. And she said, every person in the obituary column, I pray for their family name by name. And she said, that's my ministry. I pray for those who have lost loved ones. Man, God has called us and we need to be available, but we need to be agreeable. The Message Bible, again in verse number 8 says, I spoke up, I'll go, send me. Isaiah said, here am I, send me. There is an uplook for the download. During times of transition, a king, a president for 52 years. But Uzziah was gone. A new king was coming. It's America. We need to see what Isaiah saw. God's on the throne. We need to sense what Isaiah sensed. We are all sinners. But we need to say what Isaiah said. And that is, here am I. Send me. During the Welsh Revival, 15-year-old girl, her name was Flory Evans. She stood to her feet during a testimony time. And she said, I love Jesus with all my heart. And one by one, people in that chapel began to rise and say, I also love Jesus with all my heart. It was the birth of the Wales, the Welsh revival. Dwight L. Moody was in a prayer meeting. They were in a circle with their hands joined together. And on the right of Dwight L. Moody was a guy named Henry Varley. And Henry Varley was going to pray before Moody. Henry Varley said, God, the world has yet to see what you can do through a man 
for a man who is wholly consecrated to you. And then when it came to Wydell Moody's time to pray, he said this, God, I want to be that man. God, I want to be that man. And so do I. Just like Isaiah. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your Word today. Lord, let us have the uplook, not a downlook. God, I pray that we can be like Isaiah as we are approaching days quickly for a transition in power, a new president. Lord, let us see, let us sense, let us say what Isaiah did. And may you receive the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all so much. Have a great day.